fellow Bible scholars, it's day 10 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. Let's open our Bibles to John 5. We're going to cover the first 15 verses of John 5 today on this episode of the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. There's a great Broadway musical called Fiddler on the Roof, and one of the most memorable songs from that musical is called Tradition. You can Google it later and, and, and play it, and, and you'll get a sense for it. It doesn't take long to get a sense for it, because it repeats the same lyric over and over and over again. Tradition, tradition, tradition. And it glorifies it as, as something that brings order uh, to, to, to chaos and, and provides a foundation, a religious foundation, upon which to order our lives and our community. Religious tradition can be like that. It can be a great blessing. It can be a great gift. It's certainly been a blessing and a gift in my life. But the Bible reminds us traditions can also get in the way of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Here at Hope, we have a core value. We have five core values. One of those is we worship God, not tradition. And we say where tradition helps foster our relationship with Jesus Christ, we embrace it. But where tradition serves as a barrier between, God, between people and God, then we seek to set that aside. Because that relationship is more important than the religious heritage, than, than our tradition. Traditions are important, and traditions are a big part of our Bible reading for today. But they're not more important than that relationship we have with Jesus Christ. Here in the beginning of John chapter 5, there's a man who's sick, and he hasn't been able to walk. He's been sick for 38 years, it says in verse 5. And he's hanging out by a place called the Pool of Bethesda, which is right outside of, of the temple in the holy city of Jerusalem. And that Pool of Bethesda, tradition said, had healing qualities. The tradition was that an angel from time to time would come down from heaven and would jump into that pool and there would be bubbles that would bubble up at that time. And as soon as anybody saw the bubbles, tradition said the first sick person who was able to get into the pool of Bethesda after those bubbles came up would be instantly healed. Tells us why this man was probably hanging out there and had probably done so over and over again for 38 years. But Jesus is going to show up and give him something better than religious tradition. He comes to him and he says, Jesus says, and right before that, this is worth noting, verse 6, Jesus saw this man who was sick for 38 years and already knew him. He already knew what was going on. Would you like to get well, Jesus said. Well, I can't, sir, the man replied, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the bubbles come up. I can't get there fast enough. Somebody always beats me to it, the sick man said. Someone always gets there ahead of me. So Jesus told him, that's the tradition. Let me give you something more. Let me give you a relationship with God. Let me show you who God is, because God is before you now. It's time to be healed. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, next verse, John chapter 5, verse 9, instantly the man was healed. Just soak in that miracle for a moment. I mean, that's just really cool. This man for 38 years had been waiting to be healed. He's hanging out by this pool because he so desperately wants to be healed. Jesus shows up and just by saying a few words, remember what we learned yesterday about the power of God's word and believing in it. He believed it and instantly was healed. He rolled up his mat, he started walking around, but then Jesus bumps into another tradition, religious tradition of the religious establishment. They get mad at the man who's been cured because he is carrying his sleeping mat that he hasn't been able to carry because he hasn't been able to walk for 38 years. 
But they say to him, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. Tradition. I've got a bobblehead here of of Martin Luther, one of the heroes of the Christian faith, a Roman Catholic priest who started the, the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century in what is now Germany. He'd made a religious pilgrimage of his own to Rome at one point as as a priest because he was frustrated. He didn't feel like he was good enough to earn God's righteousness. And so he felt like he had to do something. And he had been taught this, that there were a bunch of works, a bunch of religious traditions that he had to um, live out and, and had to experience in order for him to find this salvation. So when he went to Rome, he dove all the way into these things. He was a very committed Roman Catholic priest, and he wanted to experience the joy of salvation, but he didn't feel he was worthy. He didn't think he was righteous. So he went to this place called the Scala Sancta, which is still in Rome today, and legend had it that in the fourth century, these were the steps that were moved from Jerusalem to Rome to this church, this glorious church in Rome, the steps that led up to uh, Pilate's Praetorium, where Jesus was judged and sentenced to be crucified. And so that if you go to these steps, you're actually walking the steps that Jesus ascended and descended on his way to the crucifixion. Religious tradition. And kind of cool in its own historical way, without a doubt. Luther went there and he followed the tradition that if you kneel on each step and you go through some ritualistic prayers on each step, then sins would be forgiven or, 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 or purgatory time would be, would be whittled down and would be canceled and people could get into heaven. None of that is biblical, but it was religious tradition. And so Luther went and what Luther was really longing for was for him to experience righteousness, a, a sense that he was worthy of God's love. So he went through the ritual one step at a time. He prayed the prayers. He went through the, the traditions, the, the, the traditional prayers, the second step, the third step, the fourth step. He prayed the prayers on each step. Further and further, he climbed toward the top. And the idea was once you got to the 25th step, all these sins would be forgiven. And for Luther, what he was looking for was God. He wanted to have this experience of God. He wanted to know that God's love was for him, that he stood right before a holy God in judgment. But by the time he got to the top step, he was so disappointed, frustrated. He's quoted as saying, who knows if it's really true. I don't feel any closer to God on the top of these steps than I did on the bottom of these steps. And I suppose that's the emptiness and the folly of allowing religious traditions to be a substitute for Jesus Christ, for allowing our legalistic interpretations of God's laws or over-moralizing Christianity and talking about it as it's just some sort of uh, uh, morality play where we have to try to outdo each other and we self-righteously judge those who don't live up to our standards and our narrow interpretation and judgmental interpretations of other people's inability to follow God's laws. That's legalism. And it's going to lead us on the same pathway and the same futility that Luther experienced on the top step. What did this do for me? Who knows if it's true? I don't feel any closer to God now than I did when I started all these traditions, when I went through all these rituals. If you're doing these 40 days of the Gospel of John during the season of Lent, Lent can be a tradition too. It can be a great tradition. But if you're just going through the motions of, uh, of these podcasts just for the sake of doing them, 
I suppose that's better than not doing them at all, but not a lot. What would be even better is if you opened your heart just a little bit. Open your mind just a little bit more. Make some room for God's Spirit to fill you up, for the healing powers of Jesus to break through, of Jesus, not religious tradition, but a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and by the power of his Holy Spirit. Let that fill you up. And that'll start to change everything. And suddenly Christianity won't be all about just following rules and laws and traditions and going through rituals. It'll be about a relationship. When Luther finally discovered that, that he saved by faith, not by works, that he saved by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, not by his own righteousness, that he saved by what Christ has done for him on the cross, not by him following religious traditions, it was a breakthrough. It was as big of a breakthrough as a man who'd been sick for 38 years and suddenly he could get up and walk. As big of a breakthrough as anybody who was lost in legalism, like the religious leaders who were so upset because he was carrying his mat on a Sabbath, this, this healed, cured man, instead of celebrating the glory of God in that miracle. Don't lose the glory of God. Don't lose the gift of God's amazing grace. Don't lose God's love poured out for you for the sake of tradition. Tradition is good, but it isn't a substitute for Jesus Christ. Follow him. We'll see you tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using. That helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there. Bye.